Kingwood Church has been supporting missionaries for 35 years. And last year we posed a challenge to you to say, if we could just step our giving up slightly, just a little bit more, then what would happen is, is we could take on, last year we presented six new missionaries, and you, you took such a giant step that we were able to take those on and more. And so this year we're at uh, 75 uh, missionaries that we support, but we have uh, 15 missionaries behind me uh, from the state of Alabama that we have targeted this year that we want to take on. Now, last night, if you were here as part of the uh, Go Global Banquet, you already know this, uh, but for those of you who couldn't make it, uh, we had nine missionaries, nine missionaries who joined us last night and told us their story. And out of those nine missionaries, every one of them, every one of them were first-term missionaries. Every one of them had never served a full term on the mission field yet. And nine brand new missionaries, all from the state of Alabama, were going to Latin America, were go, uh, five were going to Ecuador, Venezuela, Thailand, Calcutta, India. It was such a, it was such a powerful thing. One of, the, one of the young ladies, Nikki Hester, who I believe is right here to Thailand, she, she said, when I remember I was at a children's camp, youth camp, and she said, I don't know who the speaker was, I wish I knew, but he was talking about places in the world where people had never heard Jesus' name once, had never heard of him, and she said, I knew I had to do something. She said, it made me mad <laughs> at 13. And she said, I don't, know, I don't know what to do. So she said, at 13 years old, she said, I begin to pray about it and say, God, something's got to happen. Lord, you, this isn't right, this isn't fair, you need to do something. That's what she told me. Stacy and I sat at the table with her last night. She said, that was my prayer. I was so, she said, I was so mad. Something's got to happen. And she said, so God said, good. I want you to go. I want you to go. And she said, I, I wasn't ready for that. But since she was a 13-year-old girl, her heart had been stirred that she wanted to go somewhere in the world the gospel had never been preached before. And she is on her way to Bangkok, Thailand, to be a missionary, watch this, to Muslims in Thailand who have never heard. Now she is now 24 years old, college student, college graduate, and she went over and served a couple semesters, sort of like a missionary intern, uh, and now she's on her way back to do her first full appointment. Isn't that incredible? And so here's what we're saying. We have 15 missionaries that we want to take on, I could tell you at least nine of their stories because <laughs> we met them last night and every one of them are doing phenomenal work, going to do phenomenal work. I'm encouraged by this too, the, the youthfulness in this group. God is raising up a generation. The church of Jesus is going to be okay. And God is raising up a generation of people that are, we'll talk about it in a few minutes, but they are ready. On your card, here's what I'm going to ask you to do today. Here's what I'm simply going to ask you to do. If you, if you already give to missions, I want to ask you to fill the card out again. Let, let, it, let it be a renewed commitment for you. If, you. if you don't give to missions yet, can I encourage you today? Can I just encourage you today to make a faith commitment to God and say, God, by faith, as you, as you supply my needs, I'm going to make a commitment. Here's what happens. These missionaries need monthly support 
to get over to the mission field. And so that's what our church does. That's kind of the role that we play in partnership and missions is we come, come behind them, come along beside them, and we, we are one of the supporting churches that uh, helps fund what they do. They, they can't work a job when they're there, so they have to be fully funded by the local church. So today if you said, man, I, I, could, I could make a faith promise of $25 or even 50 or even 100 I was thinking this morning as I drove to church, when Stacy and I got married, six months after we got married, we made a, a faith commitment to missions, and we've given to missions every year of our life since that time. It's just been part of who we are. We want to support the spreading of the good news about Jesus in the world. Now, here's what I know. Everybody in the room can't do the same thing, but everybody in the room can do something. Everybody can do something. If you were to hear this, I'll tell some of the stories. But if you were to hear some of the stories, so if you would, take a minute, put your name, phone, email on the right side there. We've got all the areas of the world and the missionaries we already support. And then how much, how much can you give to missions per month? Now, let me say this to you. Look, our church is way beyond getting anything out of this. We, we, the, the, the banquet they do every year where they go to the park, I don't even go to it. I don't care about that. Uh, and we've diversified our support of missionaries now that there's no one missions organization that would even know everything we do. So it doesn't matter to us. We're trying to support these people, and, and that's all it's about. And so I want to encourage you. Here, let me tell you the good news. If we have 30, let me tell you how easy this, everything you see on the stage, let me see how easy it is to do. If we have 30 families... That's it, all day. All day today in both services, if we only have 30 families who either say, I'll be a first-time supporter of missions for $25, or some number of families who say, I'll raise my support by $25. All we need are 30 families to either start giving $25 or give $25 more, and every one of these are supported. All of them. It's that easy. Lunch. If you and your wife or you and your husband go for lunch, you'll pay $25 for lunch one day. It's, it's, so, it's so attainable. It's so in our grasp. And it makes such a big difference to these folks. So would you go ahead and start to fill the card out? Right now, go ahead and start to fill the card out. We want to take these 15 missionaries on this year, and as you get to meet them through the year, boy, we'll celebrate together. But let me, let me tell you one really, really cool thing that's already happened. Last night at the missions banquet, we made a public commitment to, to take on nine of these 15 missionaries. John and Dee Dee McClue, uh, missionaries to Venezuela, who are, who are right here this morning. Would you guys kind of wave and give them a big welcome? Welcome them this morning. Jesslyn Duran to Honduras, Will and Jessica Kissinger to Ecuador, Robert and Amber Oliver to Ecuador, Caitlin M. Finger to Ecuador, Rachel Grimes, Ecuador, Seth McDonald, Ecuador, whole group of folks, whole, whole country Ecuador is coming to Jesus. I don't know if you know that or not. They're all coming. Jonathan and Brittany Hollingsworth to India, Nikki and uh, Nikki Hester to Thailand. So would you, would you go ahead right now and fill your card out? In just a few minutes, we're going to take it up. But go ahead and fill it out, your name, your phone, your email, how much you can give per month. And then check in the box, this is new or increased. If we just have 30, 30 families that say this is new or this is increased, just 30, by $25, 
we, are, we, we have fulfilled this and we will, we will walk out of 2014 having supported 90 missionaries. We will move our support to 90. We call it Target 90. 90, 90 brand new missionaries. Wouldn't that be incredible? How, how many of you say, I would love to know that we took, sent all these young people to the corners of the world and when we get to heaven, man, look, our Hispanic ministry came this morning. God is sending missions to us and we're sending missions to the world. Isn't that an incredible opportunity? Would you just pray with me right now? Lord, I pray this morning as we prepare to give, as we prepare to make a commitment, as we prepare to come alongside and match the sacrifice that, the, uh, that our missionaries are already making, Lord, stir our hearts to do great things. Stir our hearts to invest. Stir our hearts to make a difference in the world. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. Uh, as you fill the card out, I want to share a few thoughts with you this morning about missions. And in just a few minutes, we're going to receive these cards. Well, this morning, the world is changing. I know you know that. And it is changing rapidly. And the truth is, nobody knows exactly how fast, and nobody knows exactly what it's changing into. But I haven't heard anybody anywhere in any field, from any expertise, from any corner of the earth, argue with this one fact, that the world is definitely changing. Now, this isn't the first time the world's changed, um, and it might not be the last. But about every 500 years, the entire world changes. It reorganizes itself. And these are global and cosmic shifts. And my guess is we're dead in the middle of one right now and probably the fastest one anybody on earth has ever seen. That change will have a huge impact on the way we engage the world. So this morning I want to make six, I'm calling them predictions, in global missions. Here's the first one. The world will continue to experience a response to Jesus in unprecedented rates. We are seeing people open their hearts to Jesus in a way that we've never seen in world history. It's estimated that the church in China grows by 10 million people a year. Can you believe that? 10 million people a year. I've heard missionaries tell stories about places in Africa that our missionaries go. They share the good news about Jesus. People get saved. And then, and then they have to establish a church where there's never been one. So they go around the campfire and they ask, how long have you been saved? Three weeks. How long have you been saved? Four weeks. How long have you been saved? Six weeks. How long have you been saved? Two months. And when they get to the end, they say, who's been saved the longest? Two months. Okay, you're the pastor. That's all we got. Because people are responding to Jesus in unprecedented rates. Christianity is predicted to become the next world religion. There is now not one nation left on earth that does not have a viable self-supporting church. It might be underground. It might be hidden. It might be in somebody's basement. It might be in the woods out away from uh, soldiers or military or harm or communism, but there's not one nation left on earth. Does that mean we've reached everyone? No, but it means that we've, we've got a church in every nation. That's never happened before on earth. Matthew 24, 14 says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Are we moving close to the end? I don't know. But yes, we're moving closer. When is it? I don't know. Here's the second prediction. Christianity will no longer be a Western religion. 
Let me give you some perspective that you might not be aware of. In the next few decades, the hub of Christianity will move from America to Africa. Just over a hundred years ago, 95% of all Christians on earth were Western. A hundred years ago. Today, 70% of all Christians on earth are Latin American, Asian, or African. Incredible move on the earth. So today, the average Christian is not white, is not Western, is not male, and is not Baptist. Today, the average Christian on earth is is a Hispanic or an African woman living in a village in the third world. That's the average Christian on earth today. The world is changing rapidly, and so is the face of Christianity. People all over the world are on the move. Mass populations are migrating. Africans are moving to Europe, and Pakistanis are moving to Western Canada. Mexicans are moving to the United States. Filipinos are moving to Saudi Arabia. Muslims from the Middle East and Turkey are moving into Europe. You can go to every major city on earth today and you will find a Chinese, Korean, or Brazilian church in every major city on earth. These migrations are having a powerful effect on the church of Jesus. For a long time, missionaries were sent from Europe to the world. Then they were sent from America to the world. But because of the growth of the church in Africa, Asia, and Latin America, it's called the Lafrasia Revival. Because of that growth, now we are seeing missionaries sent from everywhere to everywhere. It is, it's never happened in world history. It's an unbelievable time we live in. In 1996, let me just give you one illustration of this. In 1996, the leaders of five major house church denominations met in China. And during this meeting, an old idea surfaced that God wanted to use the Chinese Christians to take the message of Jesus to the whole world. Where did they get an idea like this? Well, they noticed in Scripture that in its early years, the news about Jesus always traveled from the east to the west, not from the west to the east. So from Jerusalem, the gospel begins, and then to Antioch, and then to Ephesus, and then to Rome, and then to, uh, to Corinth, and then to Rome. And at the end of his life, we see the Paul the Apostle trying to make his way to Spain, the most western point of the Roman world. And then 2,000 years later, the gospel moves from that part of the world to North America. And then from North America, it continues to move uh, westerly around the earth back to China. And now there are more Christians in China than any nation on earth. So their theory is, God wants to use the Chinese to finish the task. So what they're setting their sights on is they must take the message further west through Muslim territory, through Buddhist territory, through Hindu nations, and march all the way back to Jerusalem. So they've committed to raise up 100,000 Chinese missionaries. 100,000. The number one requirement to become one of the 100,000 missionaries, Chinese missionaries, to finish the task of the Great Commission is you must be willing to die for your faith. If you're not, don't sign up. Unbelievable. This is just one story from one corner of the earth. The church of Jesus is changing radically. Christianity is no longer a Western religion. It's more diverse than any time in world history. 
And this is the reason that we're locking arms with these missionaries. <laughs> this is the reason that these people are so important. Uh, Nikki Hester said, I'm not going to work in Thailand with the Thai. I'm going to work with Muslims in Thailand because of those migration shifts. We have a, another couple here that's going to be missionaries to India and Calcutta. They're not going to work with Indians in Calcutta. They're going to work with Bengali Muslims and have a, a church. They're planting a church among Bengali Muslims in Calcutta because of these populations that are migrating. We're locking arms with missionaries all over the world to encourage them, to strengthen them, to advance them, to support them. And our mission's focus this year is Austria. Now, in, in just a few months, we're going to take a very large team to Austria, but I've got a quick video clip that they sent us. I want you to see why we're going to Austria. Go ahead and play the video clip. In just a few months, we're going to be traveling to Vienna, Austria. And did you, did you catch that first stat there? Only half of 1% of the nation of Austria are evangelical Christian. 68 nationalities attend Vienna Christian Center. See, when you touch that church, you touch 68 nations. Think about that. So we're going to lock arms with that uh, church and that ministry in just a few months, and I'll, I'll share a little more about that in a minute. Here's the third prediction. America will still play a significant role in world missions. The hub of Christianity is moving to Africa, but we still have a significant role. One of the ways is giving. America's the most prosperous nation on earth. We can bring resources to the table other nations cannot bring. Most of the world lives on less than $2 a day. And we have the ability in our country to bring incredible resources to help send people in places they have no way to go without us. So the, the resource of the American church will continue to be a significant contributor in the future. Also, we can continue to send missionaries. And I don't know if you know this or not, but the place in America where missions has grown the most in the last decade and is absolutely exploding is short-term mission trips. Short-term mission trips are exploding all over our country. God seems to be stirring in the groundwater of our country this longing to go and touch and help the world. He is stirring that inside. Short-term mission teams. I, last night I was listening to uh, Wayne share his story. He was on our Indonesian trip. And he, he shared something I didn't know. 
Uh, they did a 16-hour bus ride from one part of the country to another they had to do, and they stopped along the way, and they had opportunities to meet people in, church, in local churches, and they were makeshift. He said some of them were in gas stations. They would just sort of set chairs up in a gas station, and then there's a church. And in Indonesia, the, the largest Muslim country on earth. So they're on this bus ride, and they stop and meet a church, and they stop, and they would encourage and pray and, and, and uh, help that church along and then go along the way. That, that country is so ripe underneath. He said he got an email from Chris Duncan, our missionary we worked from there. The two churches they stopped at and the other churches we worked in, he said since the time we left, partly because of our encouragement and our ability to help that church, every church they stopped at has doubled. Has doubled. in Indonesia. When, What month did we go, Clark? November. Since November till April, every church we stopped at doubled. So America has a significant role to play in missions. Another role we have is technology. America is making a huge impact in the world in technology. I want to show you, uh, maybe we'll be able to put it up. The Great Commission 2020.com is a ministry website you can go to. Now, I want you to uh, see what's happening here. At the bottom, I don't think you can see it because of the missionary posters. The blue spots that you see pop up are people that are making a visit to the Internet in a, in a gospel inquiry. In other words, they're interested in some spiritual thing about Jesus. And so every, this is in real time. This is happening right now in front of your eyes all over the world. The, uh, the yellow dots are people who've made decisions for Jesus. See the little yellow ones pop up? Those are people on earth this very minute. Uh, this ministry says every 35 seconds, someone in the world makes a decision to follow Christ through the outreach of this website. On the far side, you can see the green dot. That will show you the number of people who are currently involved in discipleship online. This is happening in real time. This, uh, this ministry uh, is housed in Texas. They have a full-time staff of 70 people. And their f sole focus is to reach out. I think it was 2012. Do you know what the number one search on Google was? Who is God? God? Something about God. And so this ministry has sprung up. America continues to have a significant role in the world. And, and another place that America will continue to have a significant role is in sacrifice. Last night, we introduced several missionaries I've already said that we're going to Latin America, India, and Thailand. And last night, about half of those missionaries, moms and dads were there. As I sat at the table with Nikki, I l listened to her story. Stacy and I heard about her calling. Just a, a very impressed with her. Just a, just a committed young woman has had an encounter with God, and she's ready to go. But as we were sharing through the night, her mom sat beside her, and I looked at her mom, and I said, Okay, Nikki has told us what it feels like to be a missionary would you please tell me what it's like to be the mother of a missionary? Because every missionary has a mom. And every missionary commits to move away from their mom and dad and their family and their cousins and nephews and nieces and their culture. And they make a commitment to give, give that up. I'm telling you, I'm just saying to you, Americans will continue to sacrifice. The, the, the one couple that we met who's going to Calcutta, to Calcutta, India... Jonathan and Brittany Hollingsworth. I said, do you guys have any children? 
Uh, let me say this. Calcutta, living in Calcutta is the equivalent of smoking 10 packs of cigarettes a day. That's the impact on your lungs because the air quality is so bad. And I said, uh, do you have children? He said, well, we have one 20-month-old young boy. You taking him to Calcutta? Yes. God called us. And their story is uh, unbelievable. Calcutta. Uh, another couple said, uh, John and Dee Dee, she said last night, my dad, th th that touched me so much when you said that. She said, um, my dad was just diagnosed with cancer. Now they're, they're on their way to Venezuela and all the wheels are in motion and they're trying to get everything together. They've sold their house. They've resigned their children's pastor position at their church. And now in the middle of it, wouldn't you know, her dad has cancer. Let me tell you something. She said to us last night, her dad told her, no matter what happens to me, you have to go. Wow. This isn't a fairy tale. This, these are Americans that are sacrificing. They've given up family and friends and jobs and familiar surroundings and houses and land and the comfort of their own culture. My prediction for missions is that Americans will continue to sacrifice. Here's the fourth prediction. God will continue to call people to reach the world. Jesslyn Duran uh, one of our missionaries right here, she went to the University of Alabama, and she said when she was there, um, she was meeting with a professor that's sort of like a, a guidance counselor that's supposed to help you, you know, navigate your way through what courses to choose and all of that. She said, I just, I didn't really know what I wanted to be. I changed my mind five times. She said one time God gave her a vision. God gave her a vision that she was working with children in, uh, in a Hispanic country. And she said, it just startled me. She said, she said the, the professor was kind of pushing me in the interview. You know, what do you want to do? You got to make a decision. You and finally, she said, I just broke down and told her the vision. I didn't know what else to do. And she said, listen to this. Tell me about divine appointments. She said, that college professor said, I've had the same vision about you. You got to go. You got to go. And so she is on her way to Honduras, by the way, the murder capital of the world. This young single lady. God will continue to call people. All nine missionaries last night were on their way to their first term. The oldest one was 35. The youngest one was 21. How many of you think that God is planting for the long run? Six of them were in their lower 30s. Seven of them were in their lower 20s. God is in this isn't this isn't the day of a projector and an overhead and here's some fancy slides from a tribe in the jungle. This is modern, it is young, and it is happening now. God will continue to call people to reach the world. Here's the fifth one. Here's the last one. The need will increase. The number of lost people in the world, if you could leave with one thought, I, I pray it'll be this one. The number of lost people in the world is 400% higher than 100 years ago. Let me restate that. In 1914, there were 1 billion lost people on earth. In 2014, there's 4 billion lost people on earth. The need 
will continue to increase. This is why we're going to Austria. We're joining hands with people who are reaching the nations and making disciples. Now, I want to show you a quick video clip that will show you the project that we're taking on while we're in Austria. Go ahead and play it. Kingwood family, we're so thankful that your pastors would allow us to be a part of your missions convention this weekend, and we're really looking forward to hosting your team in just a few more months. Hey, as most of you know, we served in the Canary Islands of Spain for 10 years, but now God has positioned us to serve right here in the heart of Central Europe. Vienna is one of the most exciting places in all of the world because it's a gateway city where the East meets the West. People literally from all over the world that have moved here for business, for studies. And so God has given us a tremendous opportunity to be able to literally reach the nations. The Lord has really helped us to see so many people come to know Him as their Lord and Savior. But for us, it's very important that we also see people discipled, solid in their foundation as a believer in Jesus. One of the ways we're doing that is through the Gutenstein Ministry Center. That ministry center is used every week for discipleship training, for our youth camps, for our children's camps, for encounter weekends, for our married couples. We're seeing God do so many things through this place. It's not only a strategic place, but we need to be able to use it to its full capacity. And that's why, Kingwood, your trip is such an important time for us. Yes. You'll be coming in just a few months. You'll help us not only with some needed renovation, but also some permit issues that we need to finish so that we can use our Gutenstein Ministry Center to its fullest capacity. Even as Melinda said, not only for internal use for ourselves and making disciples, but we host many regional events for Global University, for other training from, from uh, international church ministries. And so you are coming at a time right before our annual summit where 75 pastors from all over Europe will come and be here for special training. We're praying here that this will be one of the greatest missions conventions you've ever seen at Kingwood. We want to thank you so much for those of you who are coming on the team, but even many, many more of you are the ones who are sending the team and raising the funds to be a part of what God's going to allow us to do at the Ministry Center. Thank you, Kingwood, not only for your love for the Hendersons, but also for your partnership with the Healan family who are serving with us here in Austria as well. Thank you, Kingwood. We could not do it without you. Hey, we look forward to being with you in service in Alabaster in just a few months. And then we look forward to hosting your team right back here in Vienna in the month of October. God bless. We love you so much. This is going to be a very strategic project. Did you hear him say 75 pastors from all over Europe are coming? People from 68 nations. That ministry center is used on a weekly basis. People from 68 nations come there to uh, encounter God, to be discipled, to be equipped, to be trained. Marriage seminars are done there. It is an incredible place, and it is hindered by uh, the renovation that needs to be done. 
And so our team is going in just a few months to join hands with these guys. Uh, but we need your help to do that, and I want to explain how that can happen. Uh, this morning, we are going to receive an offering for the Austria Project. Um, and what you're going to uh, give toward this morning will be to uh, purchase the materials that we need to go and renovate uh, the ministry center there in Austria. So I want to ask you today if you would help us uh, to do that uh, in, a, in a cash offering today. So our ushers, if you would come now, and if you need an offering envelope, if you would just wave at one of our ushers as they pass you, uh, I'll give you a few more instructions, but if you go ahead and get ready to give, uh, everything you give in this offering is going to go uh, to the Austria Project and also to do home uh, missionaries this morning that I'll introduce to you in a minute. Uh, Tim and Dana Shavers and Andrew and Alicia Hicks, would you guys uh, both join me here? Come on, come on and join me. As they're coming uh, today, maybe you say, man, I really wanted to give, but I, I don't have any uh, cash or check with me. Come on, come on up here, please. Uh, I don't have anything with me, but what I'd like to do uh, is give. I have a debit or credit card in the foyer. The giving kiosk is already keyed so that you can give to the project in Austria. Uh, and, and I'll ask you to do that. We need uh, $15,000 to buy all the materials. Uh, and then also something I'll, I'll share in just a minute here. But uh, Dana and Tim Shavers. I'm sorry? Tommy. <laughs> Why is it? I'm sorry. I've only known you for like 100 years. I only do this when I can humiliate myself. I don't do it any other time. Uh, Dana and Tommy. Uh, Dana has worked with the foundry. Uh, in Birmingham, and out of these 15 missionaries that we're going to bring on right here, coincidentally, here, here's Tommy and Dana. We want to add them, the nine missionaries we added last night, and then this morning we're going to go ahead and make a commitment to add the foundry. So today we're adding the foundry to monthly support, and the foundry, uh, when I was reading it, I had no idea. I was reading everything you guys do, and I went, we need a whole other service to explain that. But uh, the Foundry is a phenomenal ministry that works with the homeless, works with the poor, works here and has another center in Coleman, helps try to place people. There's so many different facets of the Foundry. But today, when uh, your monthly commitment that you make, you're going to help us take on the Foundry. And then also, we are relaunching at Montevallo University, uh, uh, coincidentally, the most liberal uh, university in the state of Alabama. You are helping us relaunch today Chi Alpha, which is a college, a Christian college campus ministry that will have a, a Christian presence on the campus to help reach students. And um, is, Jill, is Jill Sharp, does Jill happen to be in this service? Well, I, re I really wanted to honor her. She was a college student at Montevallo, and actually this uh, stirring really started with her as a student and then really grew up into uh, the Hicks family. But I wanted to say something about these guys. The $15,000 you'll give today, a, a thousand of that will go to launch the uh, Chi Alpha Club ministry at Mon University of Montevallo to get it going back off the ground again. Now already, as I said, Jill Sharp as a student has been working for three or four years and has a lot already going. These guys are going to come in. It's going to become an official chapter again. Uh, but let me tell you uh, one minute about these guys' story. Do you remember when I said God's still going to call people to make a difference for Jesus? Let me tell you what happened. About six months ago, we were in a missionary window, and I said that one of our campuses in Alabama, the Kyle director had to leave, and there's nobody there. Andrew, somehow, 
you know, they'll tell you, don't announce news like that. You shouldn't say things like that from the platform because people will think, you know, it's not going to work. Somehow God used that to touch Andrew's heart. And he came to me after the service. He said, when you said that, something touched me and said, I have got, I've got to do something. I, I knew that moment that God was something. I got, and he, he said, we got to go to that university. And he said, would you pray with me? I want to tell my wife. <laughs> I said, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll pray. I'll pray with you. And so for two or three weeks, you know, uh, uh, Andrew went and fasted, started to pray, and then he shared it with his wife, and then she prayed. And together they came to this decision that, you know what, this is, this is right for us. This is what we need to do. And uh, how long ago was that? In November. And so now, and Pastor Clark has worked with them and networked with our district, and now we're right on the edge of launching an official Chi Alpha ministry there, uh, campus ministry, and these guys are going to lead it. Aren't these, aren't these two, these are two local missionary heroes. Would you give them, give them a great big hand? I think it's incredible. So t- today... We need the largest missions offering of the year. If you don't mind, just stay. Hang out with me. I feel better. The largest uh, missions offering of the year, um, we need it today. We need it for the Austria Ministry Center. We need it to help these guys launch. And the monthly commitment that you made, we will add both of these guys. And when we leave the campus today, we will have taken on 11 new missionaries in 24 hours. We've already, we will have today... We will have already, by faith, taken on 11 of the 15. And so if you can help be a part of that, maybe you haven't filled the card out yet, but you can. But we, uh, obviously, uh, everybody has a different ability to give toward this. Some can give 100 or two or $300. Some of you can give 1000 or a few thousand. It'll take the best everybody's got. But as I listened to the sacrifices the missionaries were making, I said, uh, let's leave campus today empty. Uh, let's leave campus today knowing that maybe Jesus is coming soon. I don't know. I don't want anything left on the table when Jesus comes. I want to know that I did everything I could do. And so today, as, as you prepare to give, that $15,000 will give our... Uh, and by the way, if you're going to Austria, would you just stand for a minute? I want to show you the team of people... Now, we have two services, so some will be in the other service. Just keep standing for a minute. You're going to Austria. Okay, let me tell you another thing that's happened in missions in our church. The largest missions team Kingwood Church has ever sent in its history in the month of June, the first week of June, we will be going to Arkansas to Hillcrest Children's Home to serve there. If you're on the Arkansas team, remain standing Austria. If you're on the Arkansas team, would you stand? Fifty people from our church... So 82 people in the next six months are going on a missions trip from this church. How many of you think that we're we're about to make a difference somewhere? We're about to make some noise. Do you believe that? It's going to be a phenomenal summer. You can be seated. So this morning, ushers, if you'd come forward now. And this morning, we can't keep these commitments to these 11 missionaries. And we can't... uh, do all that needs to be done in Austria without you. Uh, I asked Clark, I said, Clark, what, how much do we have to have to make that project? He said, well, it's like this. The more we have, the more we can do. We have 32 people there. The team will be there and they'll be ready. And the only limit they'll have is the material. 
So the more we can send with them, the more they can get done while they're there. And I don't know if you've ever been on a map strip with Kingwood Church, but we work. <laughs> we, we work. This is a very productive a group of people. So everything you can give is going to make a gigantic difference. Would you just pray with me this morning? Kind of stretch your hands up here toward these two. And let's just pray for the foundry. And let's pray for Kyle. Lord Jesus, I thank you today for the um, opportunity. And I thank you today that I think the predictions that I said today are all true. You really are still calling people. Average moms and dads and husbands and wives and grandparents and teenagers and children, you're calling today. Even in this room, there's probably somebody that's going to walk out of the service and say, I didn't know it until today, but God has called me to be part of mission somewhere. Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you that you won't stop talking. You won't stop leading because your love will never stop. And so, Lord, today I pray you would empower us. Empower us today in our, in our support. Empower us today in our own sacrifice. Empower us in our courage. Lord, to reach out and to make a difference today. Lord, use this in Jesus' name. As you're giving this morning, take your faith promise card and put it in the offering. As you're giving this morning, take your cash offering and uh, put it in the offering as well. And all of that is going to go to these missionaries and the, uh, folk, the, uh, the trip in Austria. So give these guys a big hand this morning. Thank you so much.